Hello everybody, I'm Will Frazier. Welcome to History Made Up! On today's show we have Ben Brodell, stand-up comedian. Yes everybody, this is History Made Up, the informative improvised podcast. What I do here is I travel around the country, I get local history stories, and then I get local improvisers to make up some scenes inspired by that story. Our guest today is a very funny stand-up comedian, Ben Brodell, and uh, yeah, he's telling us uh, some real history. He's not just telling us a goofy story from his life. So before we get to that, let's meet our improvisers. Elizabeth Ben, Ben. I don't know what I was doing there. <laughs> okay, I don't take either name. <laughs> uh, how are you, Elizabeth? I'm doing great, thank you. How long have you been doing improv here in Baltimore? Oh, since last January. Oh, great. Yeah, so fairly new. Yeah. That's awesome. I did do a little bit in Philadelphia years back. Oh, yeah. is that where you're from? Yes. Nice. Yeah. I haven't been to Philadelphia yet. That's on my list of places yeah. I need to go visit. I can set you up with some people. Ooh, do it. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. Robin Stegman. Yeah. Hello, Robin. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. How Good. are you today? I'm doing great. Good. It's a nice sunny day in Baltimore. It's <laughs> so nice today. It really is, actually. I mean... Did you come in for the snow and the rain? I was here, uh, yeah, I got here, what, Thursday? And so the snow and rain was on Friday. Yeah, did you panic like everybody in Maryland Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm from Iowa, so it was like, I thought I was getting away from all of this. Yeah. (laughs) But it followed me right here. Oh, thanks for bringing it. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, How long have you been doing improv here in Baltimore? Same as Biz. Oh, really? Start the same class? Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um... And are you from here? I'm from uh, Lansing, Michigan, originally. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were talking about that the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michigan's great. I love the uh, Detroit improv scene. Everyone there is so nice. Yeah. yeah. And everyone here is, too. It's great. I mean, You move from one great place to another. All improvisers are great, nice, and wonderful. But, yes, Detroit is particularly beautiful and wonderful. Yes, that's very true. Well, thank you so much for being here. We're going to have some fun today. Jeff Taylor. Yes, sir. Hello. How are, how are you, Jeff? <laughs> All right. Uh, how long have you been doing improv here? Uh, I just figured this out. Today is my 18-month anniversary because I started May 17th of 2017. Nice. So, well, 18 that's, months. That's great. Uh, are you from Baltimore? Uh, I'm from Anne Arundel County, just south of here, uh, near Annapolis, Maryland. Gotcha. Uh, I've lived there my whole life. So. Yeah. And yeah. you're just up here now? Uh, no, I just, or I did, no, I just you drive just come up, up to I do shows up, and stuff. Yeah, I drive up like... It's like 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. That's not too bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. So, yeah. Welcome. Very excited to have you here. I'm very excited to be here. (laughs) Good. Good, good. Allison Gross. Hi. Hello, Allison. (laughs) Uh, What about yourself? I've been doing improv for just over two years. Nice. All here at Big? Yeah. Are you from here as well? No, I'm from Cleveland. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I have never been to Cleveland. I've been to Cincinnati. I've been to all over Ohio, but never to Cleveland. Is it nice there? I, I like it. Yeah. I, I don't want to live there right now, but I like it. <laughs> right. Is there an improv community there? I have looked. They don't have good marketing. Their website. <laughs> so if not, they do have one, no one knows about it? My grandma sent me in a magazine clipping. Grandma's <laughs> very known to do that. In the mail, yeah. like she didn't even scan any, like right. straight up tore it out and yeah. mailed it to me oh, yeah. because I said that there wasn't a community in Cleveland when I Googled. So apparently it's there. It's just 
real hard to find. Yeah, that's a classic grandma move. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would always just get envelopes full of, I was like, Sometimes it was so, it was like, I don't even know which side I'm supposed to be looking at. Like, it's, yeah. Uh, what are you trying to tell me here? Yeah. I had a great aunt who, like, uh, knew that my dad liked frogs and uh. literally would just cut out pictures of frogs in magazines. And he would get these, like, large stacks of, like, 50 pictures of just <laughs> cut out frogs from magazines. No, 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 like, how you're doing. Just frogs. I kind of did that kind of thing as a child. Is that. Really? <laughs> well, that's, that's the children. That's yeah. like a kid thing yeah, yeah. to do. Yeah, I just like to share, you know, if, if I know you like something, I I want to reinforce it. But did you mail things when you were a young child? I was a letter writer. But there were words involved, too. Not just, yeah. like, Not pictures just, of, like, kittens. Yeah. That, seems like a serial, that, would, that seems like a serial killer thing to do. Yeah. Just a stack of pictures. Yeah, for sure. Well, of frogs, no, I know in particular. It, of, yeah, of just frogs. <laughs> What does this mean? <laughs> yeah. When my uh, when my mom found out that I was doing improv, she wanted to help, oh, so no. she uh-huh. she got me uh, Yakov Smirnoff's book. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and oh she's like, god. maybe this will help you. I was like, well, there's several reasons why this is is wrong. Uh, I don't do stand up, yep. and it's also improv, so I can't just steal. I mean, I want to steal Yakov Smirnoff's jokes almost every day. Right. But it's not really how improv works. I, I saw him in Branson, Missouri. That's, that's huge. Know, that's he's the king of Branson, Missouri. Missouri. He's still in theater there, right? Yeah, yes. he's still doing theater. Like, that's how you know you've made it. You yeah. know, like a weekly show in Branson, Missouri. In a theater that he owns. I know. Yes, like he made it 100%. Face. I mean, it's crazy. Yep. <laughs> and back then, you always thought it was going to be Gallagher that made it, right? Yeah. <laughs> of all the yeah. one-trick pony yep, exactly. yeah. comedians. Yeah, exactly. Watermelon was going to seal the deal. Right. Yeah. No. no. Yakov, he has that staying power. Hello, everybody. Will Frazier here from History Made Up. Uh, we have some exciting news about the podcast. Uh, we have an official Patreon page now. It is patreon.com slash historymadeup. You can go there. You can donate to the show. The show will always be free. You will never have to pay for the show. This is just a donation, so you can sort of help become part of the show. You help help raise money so I can keep traveling and keep visiting these new places and meeting these new great improvisers and bringing the content to you. We have a special gift for one-time donors of $100. You donate $100 one time, you're going to get to tell a story on the podcast. We'll do I'll find the improvisers, we'll do the show off it, but you get to tell the story. Uh, so thanks so much for listening and support it. Patreon.com slash History Made Up. All right, well, let's get to another stand-up comedian. Uh, let's hear what Ben Brodell uh, has for us. Let's go to the tape. It takes enormous pressure to make diamonds. A hard life can either make or break a person, but those who overcome the greatest difficulties in life become the greatest champions of all time. This story is a brief biography of Booker T. Washington, who was one of the greatest Americans who ever lived. Despite having been born a slave, he would persevere after emancipation and grow to become an educator, author, orator, African-American civil rights leader, and advisor to several presidents of the United States. 
Washington was a hero of literacy, equality, and human dignity. Despite having unimaginable odds stacked against him, he dreamt of a better future and refused to give up. His legacy is one that should be embraced by all Americans. My telling of Booker T. Washington's rise is told from the perspective of his autobiography, Up From Slavery, published in 1901. Booker Talifer Washington was born a slave on a plantation in Franklin County, Virginia on April 5, 1856. He and his mother, sister, and brother lived in a log cabin with a dirt floor, 14 by 16 feet wide, until they were declared free by the Emancipation Proclamation. Growing up, Booker could not recall ever playing. His entire childhood was left to cleaning yards, carrying water for men in the fields, and going to the mill to carry corn back to the plantation. He had no schooling whatsoever. Though he would occasionally carry books for girls on the plantation to the schoolhouse, and seeing boys and girls in the schoolroom left a deep impression on him. He wanted nothing more than to learn, to read and write, and to live a life dedicated to the pursuit of knowledge. Every slave surely thought through what they were going to do when they were freed. Everyone had dreams, but many of them really had solid plans in place, especially as the Civil War was coming to a close. And as you can imagine, people rarely stuck around to continue working on the plantations. However, many did stay behind. Some secured employment deals with their former owners, and others were just simply too old to start over. Imagine being 90 and being told, okay, you're free now, good luck. Some people like simply had to stay, but as you can imagine, most people packed up and got the hell out of Dodge. And that's exactly what Booker's family did. And luckily, Booker was only 10 years old when he left. Everyone had a lot of learning to do. And as Booker recalled, and quote, within a few hours, the wild rejoicing ceased and a feeling of deep gloom seemed to pervade the slave quarters, end quote. They realized suddenly that freedom was a serious thing and that life moving forward was not going to be easy and it certainly wasn't as a sign of claiming their freedom freed slaves chose their own new name right and uh, not many people get to do that in their lifetime and it must have been empowering moment to proclaim their own sovereignty that way the story of booker's name was one of more youthful innocence he was always called booker growing up he didn't really have a last name and he never even thought to choose a last name until his first day attending school, the teacher did roll call and he realized that he was the only student who didn't have a last name. So when it was his turn, he just blurted out Booker Washington and that became his name. And years later, uh, he found out that his, his mother had named him Booker Tolliver, but never told him. So thus his name became Booker Tolliver Washington. So Booker's stepfather, who lived on a different plantation, had run away to West Virginia during the war and then sent for Booker's mother and siblings to join him after the emancipation. So they packed up what little they had into a handcart and traveled over 200 miles on foot to Malden, West Virginia. Salt and coal mining were the main industries there, and Booker, who was still merely a child, was put, quickly put to work in the, soul furn- the salt furnace. His family's living conditions for some time were even worse than they had been back on the plantation. They lived in a small ramshackle cabin in a crowded area with terrible sanitation and even more terrible drunken neighbors. This motivated him to learn to read. So little by little, he learned the alphabet simply by asking people. There were no blacks in the area who could read, so it was impossible to get any further education until a young black man one day... uh, moved to Malden from Ohio and 
uh, he could read. And everyone would sit around listening to this guy read the newspaper. And eventually they jumped on the opportunity to learn to read and they collectively agreed to board this guy and in exchange for educating their children. Uh, he would go from home to home tutoring children in exchange for goods, uh, good meals and a bed. And this was Booker's first education. He was desperate to learn. Eventually, a small makeshift schoolhouse was founded and immediately filled up with everyone from young children to elderly adults. Booker was, was faced with crushing disappointment when he found out he could not attend the school because he had to work in the salt furnace. His family desperately needed the money. His resolve to become educated would not be deterred. He, so he found another way. He diligently taught himself at night and then worked for the tutor to get the occasional night lessons. Eventually, he was allowed to work in the salt furnace from 4 a.m. until and then attend school and then return to the salt furnace for two more hours after work. This kid wanted to learn, all right? And sometimes he would sneak up to the factory clock, set it forward 15 minutes so that he'd get to school earlier. Despite having everything in life going against him, he refused to lose sight of his dreams. He would later have to quit uh, day school and work, so he resorted to night school. And then uh, things got worse when he had to work in a coal mine. All the while, he dreamt of one day becoming a congressman or a governor or a bishop or even the president. After overhearing some people talk about the Hampton Institute, a historically black college in Virginia, he became determined to go there. To earn extra money for the trip, he worked around the house of a for the wife of a Union Army general for about a year and a half and took small donations from sympathetic family and friends and then set out on a 500-mile journey to Hampton, Virginia. And mind you, he barely had any idea exactly where Hampton was. But nevertheless, he took partial train routes, hitchhiked on, uh, hitchhiked on wagons, and even walked a great deal of the journey. He often slept outside in the cold because he didn't have the money for hotels, and yet, even if he did, they often wouldn't allow accommodation for blacks. He even stopped in Richmond for some time to work as a dockhand to save up more money to get the rest of the way to Hampton. All the while, he slept under a sidewalk bridge to minimize his expenses. Upon reaching Hampton, the head teacher's initial impression of him was not good, as due to the rigors of his journey to get there, uh, he was unbathed, his clothes were in tatters, and he was almost entirely penniless and malnourished. He knew nothing of how to get into college. He simply just walked up and asked if he could attend classes. The teacher did not allow him admission at first, but she did not quite, quite deny him entry. So he had come all this way, so he just hung around until she finally asked him to sweep up one of the rooms make himself useful, right? And he, uh, so he swept the room three times. Then he took a rag, polished over the surfaces of every, every little piece of furniture until every little speck of dirt had been accounted for. When the stern teacher returned to inspect, she agreed just on that job that he could study at Hampton. To pay for his room and board, he worked as Hampton's janitor. He worked late into the night and then would rise every morning at 4 a.m. to prepare his lessons for the day. He could not afford to pay his full tuition, however, his exceptional diligence and hard work was noticed by a man named General Armstrong, who found a donor named Griffiths Morgan, who would help him with the rest. 
He always had less money than the other students and often had to borrow books and other supplies. But nevertheless, despite the countless other hardships, he powered through with hard work, resourcefulness, and unrelenting determination. He completed his studies at Hampton in June of 1875 and was placed on the honor roll of commencement speakers. Booker T. Washington maintains the same courage and determination in the face of all adversity through the rest of his life. At the age of 25, he was selected by his old friend, General Armstrong, to be the first leader of Tus the Tuskegee Institute, which under his direction, his students literally built the school from the ground up while going to classes. He realized, as many did at the time, that education was the greatest way to uplift the African-American people in the post-emancipation years. He became a leading voice of the former slaves and their descendants. In his lifetime, he was a key proponent of African-American businesses and one of the founders of the National Negro Business League. In 1895, he achieved national fame when he gave his famous speech known as the Atlanta Compromise, in which he called for black progress through education and entrepreneurship in the midst of lynching and Jim Crow segregation that was rampant in the South. He mobilized politicians, church leaders, middle-class blacks, and white philanthropists to pursue a long-term goal of building the community's economic strength and pride through education. His life work built up the African-American community and set the groundwork that would ultimately lead to the civil rights movement and the subsequent years of racial progress in America that we continue today. His work is not over, however. It is up to us, our generation, whites, blacks, everyone, to continue to embrace his values and vision of a better world for all people. All right, class. We're going to do something different today. Uh, we have a little free time, so we're gonna we're gonna have recess. Everybody knows recess, right? Like yeah. We're, we're gonna go out and uh -huh. play yeah. games. Yeah. Gonna... Yeah. No. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. No. Christy, you. What's recess? Oh, what? you didn't have recess at your your old school. I clean. I oh. cook. Yeah. No. I like... carry things. What? That's fun. No, no that's what know. janitor Mike's for. Janitor Mike cleans the halls in this but room after we like leave. Yeah, it's like a free period. We'll play we'll play games. We'll play like dodgeball or kickball maybe. Yeah. We'll yeah. do some jump rope. You know how to do jump Ooh, rope. Yeah, we'll right? climb on the jungle gym. There's yeah. monkey bars. Um I'll I'll clean out the gerbil's cage. What? 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 That, that That's part of science class. That's what oh. we have the chore board for the science for who cleans out yeah, the this gerbil is, cage. This, this is, is a playful you this is a reward. This is this is a good thing. I I'm not sure how to how to how to do this. What, what do you mean? You've never just went out and played a like silly little kids game? Um, you mean picking corn? What? Mm. That sounds Is terribly it, yeah. hard. That oh, doesn't yeah. sound That's like a fun. fun. Is that like play? the name of a, a game that you would play as a kid? Like it's, oh well, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, jump rope. Some people double dutch. You know. No, and she calls it picking corn. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No, my grandmother sent me out, and I just picked corn, and I would sing and to myself. And right. Well, like games. Like oh. sometimes we we play games. Like, if it's raining outside, we'll just get out the board games and we'll play games. Like, yeah. kids, like keep keep kids out of the street? Keep the kids out of the street? What? What? What, what game no, is that? 
Lucy, the crossing guard, is in charge of yeah. keeping us out of the street. That's her yeah. job. That's work. Oh, oh, you would play like maybe like like hockey in the street, and then you know, like when a car would come, you'd say uh, car. Right, yeah, right. Hockey. Yeah, okay. Oh, you like no. playing street hockey? No, I had to keep the the, the toddler out of the street and the yeah, just because like, uh, it's busy and we didn't want him to get crunched. That doesn't uh, seem like fun at all. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, you're talking about like work, like chores. We're talking about like fun, like, like fun, okay. fun. Oh. Um, um, like when you, when you, when you catch the mice in the house. What? You catch oh, that's the a mice. Run, the board game, uh, mousetrap. Oh, yes. we have that. We have mousetrap. Oh, yeah. Give me so 40 fun. minutes and I'll that's, set it up. Christy, yeah, it takes forever. Great, it's such a great idea. Yeah. I haven't no, played mousetrap in forever. I what? was the mousetrap. I went around, I, I got put a little cheese out, maybe a little peanut butter, and then when at night when they came out, I would pop on them. And, oh, my God, yeah. you killed mice? No, I didn't what? kill them. I went to them outside. I'm, you pounced on mice? I'm very impressed with your agility. Yeah. We have, like, little machines at our house that, that do that. We have a cat at my house. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, that's, like, work. That's like a... Like, what do you do for fun? What do you do when you don't have to do those things? I... Well, I sleep. Right. I guess we could... It's, that's nap time, Morb. Yeah. I mean, you could... I, I eat. Right, lunchtime. Lunch. That's yeah. recesses. We've already. Do you? I mean, you know, we could use another kid around. Would you like to come over and like our parents let us have fun and we have metal mouse traps. Metal mouse traps. Yeah, we get to play outside on the. We have a slide and a pool. A slide and a pool. Those things sound a little scary. I'll try. I'll try. You'll try? Yeah. I just, once the, the everything's done, all the fun at home is done. <laughs> Cut to her house. <laughs> no, so sweetheart, no, you you don't need to, you don't need to, you can put the net down. The pool is clean enough. You can just jump in. But there's a little bit of algae in the corner. I'll just, I'll scrub it. I'll What's, scrub it. What is wrong with your friend? I don't know. She's never had fun. She's never played any sort of game, what? Mom. No, no, the, no. The, the slide doesn't need any more polishing, sweetheart. You know, where did she even get that rag? I don't Dad, the, the slide is way too fast. My, my bathing suit came off. I'm, okay, I'm sorry. Put that, put oh, it back no. on in the yeah. pool. Don't, yeah. don't climb out like I think that. She's sanding the deck. What? Oh, no, no, uh, no, no, no. I hire a guy for just what? What is your friend okay? I don't know. What? We went, we went to go talk about recess, and she just said that she'd never done recess. I thought okay, we well, could maybe, help her. Maybe pool, maybe pool time's not your. You know, let's we'll we'll go. Uh, We'll have some family fun. We'll have a family fun night. Yeah, How about that? Fun. How about that? Okay, so we get to clean the bathroom? Uh, do you have to go to the bathroom, too? I do, I do too. We only have one working one right now. Do you want to do, like, paper, scissors, rock, see who goes first? Oh, I, well, I, was, I mean, I can fix the one that's not working. What? No, I mean, we have one that's working. You just, well, only one of us can go at a time. We'll play, uh, you know, rock, paper, scissors. You know that game? The- no. I don't want you to throw rocks at me. That's not oh, even wow. a fun game. Oh, wow. Yeah, she doesn't even know fun games. Oh, this is very difficult. 
uh, what about, can we play tag, you know? Like, I'll touch you, you get to chase me. I thought tags were for clothes. You, when you get in your clothes and you... Oh, this is a very serious case. Uh, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom while, while we figure out what your, what your weird friend <laughs> is going to do. Uh, we cut to a factory floor. Uh, we, uh, Simon, come in here. Got a problem. I've uh, let all the workers off for the past three days. You keep coming in here, and you keep changing my calendar to say that it's Christmas. It is the best time of the year. I know, I just, I come in every day, I look at the calendar, I realize it's Christmas, and then I, I go let everybody go, because it's Christmas, everybody's supposed to celebrate their family. Oh, yeah, nobody should work on Christmas. I, I know, but I don't think we have three January, December 25th, I think, I oh, think you've been coming in and changing my calendar. It's the 12 days of Christmas. So 12 days of we Christmas. Have, we have at least nine more. No, ah, uh, you're doing it again. You're doing it again. Last year, last year we had two weeks of Easter. Well, um, it, you can only holidays are the best time of the year. I know they are. And more is better. And um, you know, if if we work if we work the calendar right, then you know we could get a, a solid week or two of work in. It's just that you know I just feel like productivity has really plummeted. I know I should have a better grasp of time, but that calendar is really the only way I know how to how to run this thing. Um, listen, I don't even know why I'm here. It's Christmas. Uh, the fact that you're making me work on Christmas is kind of is you know. I don't. I don't think it's Christmas. I think you just keep changing the calendar. In fact, I know. No, I've looked at the tapes. I just feel really betrayed, you know? I, I told oh. you in confidence how the calendar was my guiding star, and I just feel like you're abusing that. Um, you're really bumming me out on this this most wonderful day. You know what? I'm uh, just going to go ahead and change the calendar to December 26th. Oh, Boxing Day. <laughs> we can't work on Boxing Day. What do you mean we can't work on Boxing Day? It's a Canadian slash English uh, holiday, and... and and it would be it would be un, unthinkable to work on it. First, you're changing my conception of time, and now you're just making up holidays. No, it's real. It's it's a real holiday. I, I, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with are you, boxes. Are you happy with your job, Simon? I I enjoy it. Even though I only get two weeks off for vacation, I seem to make it work. I know, but it just it feels like you know it's always some new excuse to just not come into work. It's like you're uh, not even happy, it, you know, making boxes here. Cut to, cut to April. <laughs> Boss, no, really. Passover's really eight days, I swear. It's real. No, you're just changing <laughs> no. the calendar again. I've gone through this. No, it's real. It's eight days. It's. <sighs> oh, okay. Yeah, sure. And Hanukkah go, runs through eight days, too. Yeah, that's uh. true. That's true. No, I'm... I've gone through this assignment, okay? Holidays are one day. Uh, if I can weigh in here, I'm pretty sure most Jewish holidays are eight days. That's of what course you do, Simon. Of yeah. course you do. At Twelve least. days of Christmas, eight days of Hanukkah. This is insane. I just want to say that there really are eight days of Hanukkah. To, to clarify, that's like a real, a real thing. 
and uh, eight days of Passover. And eight days of Passover and eight days of Sukkot. Days yeah. of Sukkot, that's the harvest holiday. Yeah, and eight days of President's Day. Like, you're just like, making things up. Oh, uh, there's. I think there's like 45 presidents. President's Day is a 45-day holiday. Simon, you're ruining my chance of getting the Jewish holidays off, man. I, I feel like that might be the only time we actually get any work done. Guys, it's my 90th birthday and the nursing home just closed. Ooh. We're free. Oh. Oh. When is my family coming to pick us up then? They're kicking us out? No, fuck your family, Jim. Huh? What? We, let's go. Your family's boring. My family's boring. They just sit and feed us pudding. I like pudding. Let's go on an adventure. pudding. Huh? Let's go on motorcycles. Let's go to Vegas. Let's go to Vegas on a motorcycle. I have a bad hip. I don't think motorcycle riding is for me. And yeah, Mary, we all know about your bad hip. I, come on. And I, I would like to have my physical therapist come in for my appointment. Oh, yes. Is Maria still going to be there for our physical therapy? I, I need that. I don't also. I only have some change. I don't. I don't know if I can afford a motorcycle. She said it was free. We're free. We're free. We're free of the shackles of nursing homes. But who oh. will change our, my sheets twice a day? Mm. I do like them so starch. And, and when will I get to play bingo? Guys are so boring. Come on, we're old. We can still be fun. Free bingo's fun. Bingo, bingo is, is fun. Bingo's fun, and they, they change the themes every every week. Yes. We played Hallmark Bingo. Ooh, Hallmark Bingo. Let's <laughs> go play Hallmark Bingo, friends. <laughs> Guys, I already got all of our Harleys. They're they're in the parking lot. Oh, okay. I mean, if you got it already, I wouldn't want to be rude. Oh. I, I, I hate to be a party pooper. Mm-hmm. But I do get the car sickness. How is that going to work on a motorcycle? Uh, no one gets a motor car sickness when they're the one driving. You're going to drive your own, oh. Frank. You get to drive your own. We all There's five, because well, there's five well, of us. They took my license away back in 95. We're free. It doesn't matter. Huh? All right. Oh, we're free. Uh-huh. This, I mean, this uh, is what freedom is. I can, will get on the Harley. Can we at least go to Atlantic City? Instead of Vegas. Sure, fine. I'm oh. used to being pushed around. Um, is there a sidecar? I don't want to. Mm, I would I definitely get car sick in a sidecar. Oh, oh! I, I think I broke something. It's trying oh. to straddle this Harley. Oh, what's your hip? I'm sure it's your hip. Your hip must have got out of the way. Can you get Marie? I just want Marie. It's not around. The whole place is boarded up, and they just left us here on the stoop, and I don't know if anyone's around. We better just get on our Harleys and go try to find some help. What are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? Did you spend all our money on Harleys? It's 3.30. What are we going to eat? (laughs) We have... Money. We have family members that have. I have my. I have my son's credit card. Oh, okay. I'm not allowed to have any money. Anymore. I'm, 
they say I keep forgetting things. So that's I have some change though. You know, may, maybe you should ride on my Harley. Huh? Yeah, you ride on back with me. Okay. Well, like, I'm sorry. Can somebody please get me off this Harley? <laughs> the hurts. Time is so painful. Mabel's got an injury. <sighs> I think we should deal with that possibly. Oh, freedom! It's so sweet, huh? <laughs> is it? It is. Yes. Yes. My hair has never looked better. There's wind in my hair. See it flowing. That is, that is true. I'll give you that. So, to the emergency room to take care of Mabel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and yes. my car sickness, which will eventually pop, pop up on the way. Ah, yes. Let's go to the emergency room. Cut to the emergency room. Oh, they serve jello here. Oh, I like it here. Slime. There's a nurse. Familiar, familiar uniform. Uh, hello, dear nurse. Uh, is there something I can do to maybe get committed to this hospital? I'd like to stay. Uh, well, you do have a broken hip, ma'am, so you'll you'll be here a few days. Uh, and then, and then after that, do I just have to keep breaking bones? I do really like it here. You you change the sheets three times a day. Um, well, your friend keeps throwing up on it, so um, I wouldn't want you to stay in field. But no, uh, I, 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 you shouldn't break bones just to stay in the hospital. That's that's. I'm sure that's some kind of um, medical malpractice. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm but, just a nurse. I'm not a she's lawyer. She's free. She's free, and this is where she wants to be in her oh, free this life. This is America. We don't have free health care. You're going to have to pay for this. Oh. Excuse, excuse me, nurse. Yes. I just wanted to alert you. There's one of the people in the waiting room has taken all of her clothes off and is streaking. Okay. Um. Got to the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I'm free! Ma'am, ma'am, could you please, please put your clothes back on? On the way that God made me. This is a public... Please, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to put at least your underwear on. This is my first day of freedom. I'm going to not wear clothes, and you're going to like it. I, I'm not sure that you can make me like it. it. Again, like, it's a public place. You're kind of all hanging out. I just, if you could put a hospital gown on, that would be great. She does look to be, like... She's having a great time. I'm going to take my clothes off and run around. Oh, no, please, sir. Please, sir. That's a great idea. No, please. Please be. Oh, be careful of your motion sickness. Oh, car sickness. Oh, now someone's going to have to clean that up. Yes. Oh, God. Well, you're officially a party pooper. All right, I'll take roll call. Uh, don't go chasing waterfalls. Present. Great. Uh, rains down in Africa. I'm here. Uh, I'm really hungry for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Here. Okay. Uh, and I think I poofed myself. Here. Uh, this is this is quite a bizarre list of names, children. I want. Can I change? I want to change my name. Yes, that of was course. yesterday. I, uh, I'm not really hungry for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich today. All right. Uh, if you do get to change your name, what is it? Uh, Spider-Man 
butt face. <laughs> that was for you. Yeah. That's gross. What? Yeah. That's gross. You don't say that word. Why? Why would you insult me by calling yourself butt face? So when she says butt face, I can point to to you. I'm Spider Man. Shut up. I'm not, I'm not allowed to say that word. Children, children, I know we're trying to do this new thing of letting you all choose your names, but I don't think I can call you Spider-Man that second word. It's butt-face. The second word is butt. I want to change my name, too. All right, yeah. Yeah, okay, what? I want to change my name to what my mom calls me all the time, which is... You little asshole. No, no, we're not going to have you call. We're not oh, even going to say that in the one. classroom. Uh, if we're changing our names to what her mom's got, then Mr. Gentleman Handsome Fellow. Oh, that's both real, though. That's not what, that's that not can't real. be right. That can't be right. I, I mean, to, to be honest. Especially on Sunday when I wear my bow tie. I, I just, I, I think I have a problem as an adult calling you that name. Mr. <sighs> Handsome Gentleman Fellow. What is it? Rains down in Africa. You can call me. You can call me Precious Peach. That's what my mom calls me, Precious Peach. I buy. I buy that one. Her yeah. mom's very nice. Yeah. It's a solid name. Yeah. Yeah. Not almost as good as Spider Man. Don't say it. Don't say it. Okay, I won't. I'll just say use my first name. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'll right. just I'll just say Spider Man and then point at you and they'll know that it's butt face. No. <gasps> Stop saying that. It's my, don't, you couldn't use my own name against me. It's not how it works. Guys, I don't think my parents like me very much. No. You're right, little asshole. They probably <laughs> don't. I, I mean, your dad always throws fits at all the, the soccer games and stuff, and it's got to be pretty embarrassing for you. Yeah, he's real embarrassing. Yeah, yeah I'm not usually, don't usually uh, say this in front of children, but your parents are Really, really terrible. Really terrible. Well, at least your dad shows up to the soccer games. <laughs> oh, Spider-Man oh, butt face. Oh, it's all right. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. He's busy on, on the road. Next time I'll give you extra orange slices. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Rains down in Africa. Oh, I'm sorry. Precious Peach. Precious Peach. I just I got used. I really like liked your old name, but that's all right. Guys, anyone want to play Uno? Brought my Uno cards. I would love to play Uno. Get my mind off of how much my dad has abandoned me. Yes, I mean, we do believe in however you want to learn. Uh, let's play some Uno. I want to change my name again. Oh, God. Uh, always wins at Uno in your face. Are you even kidding me? Dot you don't even can't let him get away with that. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I You can't incite other children with your name. He literally said butt face and pointed at me. I also told him that he could not call himself Spider-Man at that other word. That's why I'm just going by Spider-Man now. Yeah. But I feel like every time he says Spider-Man, people are looking at me and thinking butt face. To be fair, you are a butt face. <laughs> Ooh, Whoa! Yeah. yeah, your mom's Mom. so Whoa. dumb. My no. little gentleman. Her, and handsome, her handsome little gentleman. Handsome little gentleman. Little a-hole. We will not have this kind of outburst <laughs> in this classroom. That's not her full name. You should say her yeah, full name. I'm not going to say her Disrespectful to not say her full name. I yeah. think that you are capable of more than what your parents believe that you are. Your name should be We're, symbolic of that. We don't call you Mrs. S-word. Mrs. Smith. 
Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. Yes, because I have an appropriate name. Because I didn't have go to a school in which they insanely thought that we could just make up whatever we wanted. I thought you believed in that. Well, children, you know, I, I do like allowing for the imaginative spirit, but it is very difficult when I have to call people things like Princess Boogers or Ooh. Rat Face. That was last week. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm going to change my name to what my dad calls my mom. Oh, oh. God. This sounds good. <laughs> what ca- is it, little He calls Eagle? her fuck buddy. Well, no, he, he no. Calls, he calls my mom the same thing. Oh, God. <laughs> children, children, I don't think you should ever be using those words. Ever in public. Oh, I fuck like... B-word. That's that's oh. that's more appropriate. I never heard that one before. Oh, God, now you're teaching it to other people. Fuck? Listen, sometimes, sometimes when your daddy <laughs> loves, when your daddy <laughs> loves little ales, Bobby, uh, sometimes they say crazy things. <laughs> you know, you should come over to my house, because when my dad's out of town, my mom is always talking about how she wishes there was a fuck buddy. Yeah, I'll come over and play. Uh, all right. Um, hi, I'm, I, I'm back. I got, um, so I got your lawn mowed, and I got your car washed and waxed. So can I go to Harvard now? Or, is there more know. from you guys? I, I, uh, I appreciate the admission board seeing me again. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's this, great. This I, whole diligence uh, try so hard. scholarship is has really been a pain on the board. Seriously though, wait till you see how well I waxed your car. Like it's real good. Listen, I mean, you have just terrific scores, you know? Um, it's really great. But at Harvard, you know, we need people who not only can exceed in the classroom, but literally build a classroom. You mean build a classroom? Yeah. What like, she's saying is we need people with money. Well, no, I, huh? I, I mean, I, huh? we, we need people who yeah. can literally brick by brick I can build the new wing of Harvard. I do not have money, but I can build. And I wish you would have told me this. Sir, I wasted so much time mowing all your lawns and waxing all your cars. I could have been laying down a foundation for so what type of building are we talking about? A science building. Yeah. Like a lab and everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, that's what, that's what we need in Harvard. I was hoping just yeah, like you I mean, needed just a big empty room. No, oh, I mean. No, it's going to need like the gas lines for the Bunsen burners. and. I mean, we've admitted some other biology students who do seem very good at construction. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, you know, if you're going to want to be in the pre-med program, we're really going to need yeah. you to build out that cadaver unit, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, I mean. Yeah. The we also ever since I was a little boy and I found my first dead body, I knew I wanted oh, to be. Oh, that's good. I was gonna say we don't have okay. a lot of cadavers, so that's you could yeah, yeah. you could find some yeah, yeah buy yeah. some. You could maybe get through first semester just on cadavers, really. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you if you got you guys, a, if you got a line to that, you guys see what I think you're saying? Yeah. Two weeks later. <laughs> <sighs> uh, okay, so I killed the whole lacrosse team. Oh God! Uh, wait, uh, what? Uh, huh? What? The lacrosse team. Yeah, why wouldn't you kill the field hockey team? I thought you would get some homeless vagrants. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm I'm not going to lie. I mean, I thought maybe like two birds, one stone. Like, 
you know, I really like lacrosse, and I thought maybe if I could get one of those scholarships. And um, also, their cadavers are just piled up in that shack that I built. Oh my God! That's what they're the smallest. That's, that's, that's the new science that building. That's not up to code. There's huh? no, that's oh, there was a code. I just yeah, I don't they think have to be refrigerated. Oh, I don't think this is Harvard material, to be honest. No, you see how hard I tried? We can Are you kidding me right now? Listen, we can overlook murder, but not refrigerating cadavers. I mean, I mean, we had you do that informational interview with Jimmy, you know? Jimmy passed with flying colors. Did you see that operating room he made? And he's yeah. just been able to find people that we can do medical testing on who have no family or traces back to them that's harvard material well funny story um nobody's seen jimmy in two weeks oh god he was our best candidate oh Uh, maybe not anymore he's not i tried so hard i tried so hard i mean you see how hard i try no one tries as hard as me you gotta let me in your your shoddy craftsmanship says different no, that was, <sighs> I got confused on maybe the order of importance. Maybe the building was more important than rounding up the cadavers. But I will get it done. I am a multitasker. I did at least get a shack going you, you gotta, while I was you did, you systematically did. murdering the I, lacrosse team. I think, we, I think we, we have to give him one more shot, you know? Okay. He's gotten there. Me, He's gotten almost okay. there. So I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to get a nice finished job on the cadaver shack yeah. slash yeah. science lab. Yeah, don't don't yeah. lose focus on that. I, I so, what, so what else? On top of what else? I think... Well, I we, think we need some cold storage for that for those cadavers. That will be part of it in there, yeah. We, we also need a, at least 25 new students. So... Yeah, we need an entire cluster now. 24? We're not in the business of making promises here at Harvard. I mean, I, I do think, yeah, if we could have some replacement for the lacrosse team, you know, if you could just manufacture maybe a... Resurrection or a robot or something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Cut to the back alley. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. I just want to say I saw your work and I'm impressed. Yeah? Yeah. You have a job as a hitman for the mafia. <sighs> Talking I mean, some serious cash. My dream was always sort of to be around cadavers. Do you guys have anything to do with cadavers over there? or? No, but we kill you'd be killing people you could do whatever the fuck you want with the bodies um, as long as no one finds them you know this, this sounds okay um okay you what do i what do i what do, what do i need to do to get in you got uh, like a car i need to wash or gotta take a know? blood pact you oh, know okay and whose blood do i need to find it, just it, wait right here i'll go get a bunch two hours later <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's a bunch of blood. It, the blood pact was with your blood. That's what a blood huh? pact is. It's with your blood. Okay, man. well, these bags of blood are technically mine now. So, um, where do I pack these to? You're <laughs> sick. You're okay. even sick for me, and I'm a fucking mafia man. Yeah? yeah. Are, you, are you okay? I'm building a, a brand new uh, science lab. We could, like, check you out and do I wanted to offer tests. you a job. Thought maybe you could pay for college this way, but you know... Oh, I would you're, love to. No, you're crazy. You're fucking crazy. Yeah. Too crazy. I don't, I don't want... 
You don't know me. You never met me. You don't know my name. You don't know what I do. Don't come after me. What? Okay. Deal. Guys, this was the best idea to have our frat move into this apartment building. So fun. Yeah. Frat building. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, 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 look it. I just put an ice luge down the hallway so we can slip and slide down and then pour vodka down and have some sha 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 sha. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Guys. Pour one down right now. Pour it in my face right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Blinko or yeah, yeah, yeah. Blinko, 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 Blinko. I made Drinko out of the fire escape. What? Yeah, we don't need the fire escape, man. I figure you just make a giant Drinko game out of the fire escape. Oh, perfect. Here, I'm gonna get my face underneath there. Drop one down to it. Here we go. Clink, 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 Oh, that was good. I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. Guys, you know the atrium in our building, the courtyard thing? Yeah, yeah. Turned into a rave. Got so many kegs. Got some drugs. Got some EDM going. Oh, yeah. That's sweet. That's dope. That's dope. Here, let me go in there. Hit me in the face with some of those drugs. Yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's rough. That's good. That's fun. That's good. Man, you you've been partying too much, man. You need to calm down. Come, I made I made a bong out of the furnace. Oh, perfect. Yeah. All right. Where do I put my face? Just right in the furnace. All right. Perfect. Here we go. Here we go. Oh God! Oh, that's a good one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh. Yeah, oh, this this guy knows how to party. What is up? Uh, what's it? What's uh, this? What's up on? What's this up on the? What, Mom? Yeah. Ta- what is this intervention roof? Yeah. What the fuck, you guys? Yeah. I thought you were my fucking party, bro. Uh, I, felt like, I felt like it was the natural like progression, like. To, to go from work away know. from the front to the top. Yeah, yeah. for your your first week of of freshman uh-huh. college, like you went through four years worth of drug and alcohol abuse. It's right, because <laughs> I'm a monster. Yeah. Such, <laughs> you've been in a drug and alcohol induced haze for the past four years. Yeah. And I look up to you, brother. Oh and gosh. Now, now. Oh, why'd you bring Caleb? Oh no. <laughs> My weakness, Caleb. Don't be like me. I don't want to be like you. I don't right. intend on it. Look at Caleb's face, honey. Oh, don't make me. <laughs> Excuse me. My child is trying to sleep. All right. Well, we're going up here, all right? We have a lot of emotions to go through. <laughs> and where were you when my son was taking, snorting cocaine and drinking alcohol for four years? Trying to get my baby to sleep. Stick its face in a pillow and it'll go to sleep. Just shove its shake face it. in it. <laughs> yeah. Shake it. Yeah, shake, shake it. Shake it to sleep. That lady's got some problems, huh? I know, right? Yeah. Jesus. All right. Where do I need to go? What are we doing? What are we doing? You have to go to rehab, son. Yeah. Yeah, brother. All right, let's do it. Let's go. Cut to rehab. <laughs> oh, this is a weird, like, 
waiting entry room. We got in here. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to rehab, sir. Oh shit! Yeah. We got five layers of fun. Oh shit! This is this isn't so bad. Yeah, yeah. That first floor. That's what we call the cold turkey floor. We're gonna get you off everything. We got Ooh. buckets for vomiting. That's right. I like vomiting not on the floor, I guess. We got a slip and slide, and you can slide in your own tears of sobriety. Oh, slip and slides are so fun. Yeah, that's right. And we gotta rock 'em, shake 'em. So when you're doing the shakes, you'll also get a back massage. Oh, dope, 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 dope. That's right. Wait till you get to the second floor. Wait, is there any? Where's the? Where you keep the turkey down here? What? The cold turkey floor? Ah, that's just a saying, man. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm still a little high. I'm still a little high. I know, I know. It's all right. You still gotta get through the first floor. We got a first timer in the building. Oh, that's me. That's me. That's me. Oh, are all those flashing lights for me? Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah. Okay. Two, Two weeks later. <laughs> the, well, the place closed down, so uh, oh. let's break free. Free? Yeah, we're finally free. Free. Free? I don't, am I allowed to be free? Look, man, you're my only friend in here. I stole okay. my parents' credit card. To... And I got us some Harleys. I get car sick. Fuck you, Frank. <laughs> no one likes you anyways. Oh, damn, I sort of like Frank. Fine. She's, she's like, it's because he's a friend of a friend. Yeah, I, I, know. I, I yeah. You know, a friend of the program. Like, I, I want to go with you on your journey, but I'm just saying, I get car sick. You'll drive. You, we have. I have a Harley for you. A Harley for me. Guys, it's like only I've only been like off for like five days, guys. I'm so real you're weak. definitely gonna get car sick. Yeah, I'm real weak. I just I don't know if my body can withstand a Harley. Sidecar. Sure, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for the sidecar. Just. I'd really like a sidecar right now. I think. Oh, come on, uh, Sheila. I really You fucking be... lush. Pull it together. Come on, we're here to support each other. Uh, 30 seconds of freedom, you're already back to you making fancy cocktails. That's right. Did the second floor of truth mean nothing to you, Sheila? Sorry, guys. You just mentioned it. You just mentioned something that. Oh, a sidecar? Maybe a salty dog? Oh, oh, I bet you want to go to Manhattan, too, don't you? Oh, you know, I actually know a mob guy in Manhattan. That's our show, everybody! Elizabeth, what did you learn from Ben's story? What did... Oh, a lot. There was a lot in there. Right? Just dedication and uh, want to get education and just... People can just push right through things. Yeah. That's all I know to say. For sure. Uh, what do you have to plug or promote? So, um, and I'm going to leave it to Robin to tell us the next show date, but I'm part of Chicken Chip Bingo. Um, we play at Baltimore Improv Group almost monthly. Yeah, monthly. Yeah. Um, and we can be found online at Chicken Chip Bingo, but the H is a hashtag. And... Right. Yeah, because Facebook won't let us yeah, share. Yeah, we can't click gotcha. on that. Yeah. And <laughs> on Instagram, we're chicken shit bingoers. You 
impressed. And I'm just Instagram like, lets you say shit though. Yeah, <laughs> like, Instagram. Nice. Instagram nice. Chicken shit bingo was That's taken like, already on Instagram. Well, chicken shit bingo is an actual game they played out in Texas. Oh, yeah. So, so that's where our name comes from. It's like, yes, we somebody was telling this monologue in a class that we were taking and mentioned chicken shit bingo, and we're like, what is that? And it's basically they put a bingo board out. They let a chicken run around, and wherever it shit, and you like bet. Oh, you bet on what square it's going to shit in. There's actually a My Name Is Earl episode where he's like in an underground chicken shit bingo. Go ring and like oh, can't stop gotcha. it. Gotcha. <laughs> I've 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 heard of a similar thing with uh, cows. Like they they make they put a field and they do the whole like hash marks and whatever oh it shits. Yeah, oh but never God. chickens. Yeah, yes. that's crazy. That's terrible. Yep, it that's is. Crazy. Yeah. Robin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, what also, did you learn? Also, uh, uh, just like uh, the sacrifices he made, like just to get where he was, and oh, yeah. also uh, the fact that I think he built like this really amazing community around him that also, you know, really helped him. Like that's a crazy superpower that he had as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you have to plug? Uh, also, yeah. So follow Chicken Chip Bingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do improv bingo where you basically play bingo while watching improv at Big if you're in town. It's a lot of fun. You should go to the show. I got to perform it the other night yes. and we had a blast. Do it was it. so much fun. Uh, yeah. There yeah. are prizes. Yes, there are. There's always prizes. It's always <laughs> prizes. Yeah. So do that. Uh, I also do Be More Karaoke. So if you ever want to see competitive karaoke experiences, <laughs> uh, come down for that. And Ghost Party here at Big is awesome. It's like a spooky short form is my best way to say it. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Jeff, Taylor. Uh, well, um, I learned that you can find comedy in in something that I didn't think we would be able to because I was like, as soon as he said Booker T. Washington, I was like, uh, uh, it's okay, all right, because I oh. know a little bit about it. <laughs> I've had harder ones than this <laughs> okay. to try to okay. pull comedy out of, that's for sure. Yeah. But um, I was really impressed uh, hearing exactly just how, I mean, obviously I knew he, he came from uh, former slave to to becoming a uh, a prominent American figure, uh, but just the dil- like the diligence and the and the uh, being a very growing up very entitled like uh, it really makes you appreciate what you have what you have. Yeah, for sure. And what do you have to plug? Uh, so many things. Uh, my Herald team rap protests uh, every other Tuesday night. Uh, we're next is next Tuesday the twentieth. Perfect Attendance is a duo. We perform at Zizmas every uh, month or so. Um, I'm in a couple other indie troops that are getting started up. And Bear Trap, short form group, uh, every third Saturday Saturday at Zizmas. And I have a podcast called It's Just Funny to Us. It's on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud and all that stuff. All right. Excellent. Thanks so much. Allison Gross. I really did not know very much about Booker T. Washington's actual life story. I knew that he yeah. was an American figure um, and I knew he was associated with education but that was most of what I knew. So I right. came in kind of as a blank slate and got the full scope of things. Yeah, me too. So, like I didn't know any of those, like the youth yeah, years nope, of him and no I, I knew I none no, of that. Yeah. No clue. Uh, no what do you have to plug? I am on a Herald team at Big. It's called Thick Mints. I am on a um, an indie team, Toe Money, and I'm in a duo called Scheming. 
and we perform around the Baltimore area. And so just check out your Facebook pages for all of them. And yeah, we perform every other week and for some and then whenever for the others. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, I learned, yeah, pretty much that whole thing uh, about Booker T. Washington was a real eye-opener to me. I didn't know any of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I want. I just really want to promote the Baltimore Improv Group. Big theater. This is an amazing place, and everyone has been so great. And uh, you need to get out here, get over here, and check this place out and help support it because it's so wonderful. And it's free! <laughs> and uh, yes, as far as the show, History Made Up on Instagram, History Made Up on Twitter, HistoryMadeUp.com is the website. That's our show. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>